Welcome to the Beyond Your Beliefs Podcast. Are you ready to go beyond your beliefs? Welcome back to the Beyond Your Beliefs podcast, where we inspire you to go beyond the boundaries of your beliefs. I am your host, Erica. I'm your host, Toya. Welcome, Welcome to, to the space. space. Hey, y'all. Hey, we are back for another episode. And today, I believe we are on episode number 11. Episode 11. Yes, and today we are going to be discussing the topics of energy healing, Reiki, and a very important, very life-changing CAP experience that Toya and I had recently. So today's going to be exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's just jump right. Well, like, I don't think we have any announcements or anything, do we? Is there anything? No, 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 uh uh-uh. Okay, any announcements we do have are going to be, like, related to uh, my course, which we're going to talk about at the end of the episode. Um, So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So energy healing. So for those of you that are a part of the, I don't know, what do you want to call it? The woo-woo, the spiritual (laughs) community, the conscious community, Um, If you're anywhere in that group, then you've probably heard the word energy thrown around um, quite a bit. Um, And energy healing is a huge thing. It's always been a thing, especially with Eastern um, civilizations, Eastern cultures. Um, But it's something that has gained a lot of traction and a lot of attention um, over here in the West. Um, And so there are different types of energy-based therapies such as yoga or qigong or tai chi, um, reiki, um, and a lot of other things, acupressure, acupuncture. Um, And basically these modalities have become very popular because people are looking for alternative ways to healing themselves or alternative ways to uh, connect with divinity. And um, energy healing is definitely a way to do that. It's It has multiple benefits. And not only are there spiritual benefits, but there are also literally scientific, physical um, changes that happen in uh, happens within the body as a result of doing energy healing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, what do we describe energy as exactly? Um, <laughs> I feel like energy is one of those words that has has like multiple layers to it, and it's <laughs> it's one of those things where it's you can feel it, but you can't necessarily see it. But in some aspects, you can see it. It's <laughs> yeah. In some aspects, you can feel it. So it's like, it's definitely all and none um, at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's this and that. Um, It's the physical and the non-physical. It's a lot of things, actually. Um, And we'll talk about that a little more towards the end. But I hate to, like, not define energy a little bit for people who just may not be as aware. But essentially, when you hear it, like, surface level like just out in the woo woo spiritual um you know alternative communities it's usually coming from a standpoint of just being this force this life force that basically has an effect on everything that you do and we typically feel like we're either depleted of energy or that we have a lot of energy that's usually mm-hmm. kind of the perspective that or experience that most of us have until we dig deeper so we know that you know we get our energy from the sun and we all need energy you know lack of energy you really can't do anything so energy rest recharging our energy becomes very important things 
And like I said, people are craving for a deeper connection to their bodies and truly trying to find more holistic ways of bettering themselves, whether it's from a mental, emotional, or a physical standpoint. And one of the ways that Toya and I definitely gravitated gravitated towards was um, through the modality of Reiki. Mm -hmm. So Toya, let's talk about Reiki a little bit. Would you like to explain to the people what Reiki is? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sure. Okay, so um, Reiki is, um, it's a Japanese form of healing. Um, It's a type of, it's a alternative medicine um, that you use where the, the, the um, practitioner is using the energy from their body, well, not their energy, the Reiki energy, and they are um, transferring that energy into uh, the client's body. And that energy, that healing energy for whatever it is, that whatever ailments that um, the client may have or um, whatever energy that they need clearing within their chakras, um, that energy can cl- um, also be used to clear that out as well. Um, Reiki is good for you as far as um, your healing energy. It promotes you for it reduces stress, um, any type of anxiety, any like I said, any chakra blockages that you may have or any pains that you may have um, within your body. Um Past, future, present. Mm-hmm. You can use Reiki for um, to speak to your your um, past self, your inner child, your your inner um, your past experiences. You can use Reiki to heal those old trauma wounds mm-hmm. and things like that. It can help assist with the healing. Um, you can use your Reiki for present day, whatever you have present day, and you can also use it to speak to your future. Mm -hmm. and what you want your um what that energy what you would want that energy to look like in your future so there's a lot of different reasons that you can use reiki and benefit from it benefit Mm -hmm. from the the um healing energy that it provides Mm -hmm. definitely yes um yeah basically toya said it in a nutshell it's a ancient japanese healing art and it's a spiritual tradition too and Mm -hmm. for those of you that are familiar with Reiki or you are Reiki practitioners you know the importance of the um, marriage of it being healing but also a very spiritual concept at the same time Um, the formal name for Reiki is Usui Reiki Roho which translates to Usui Reiki healing method and Usui Macau is the, um, I'm sorry, Macau Usui is the, um, he's like the grandfather, the originator um, of Reiki, or rather he discovered it. Um, y- y'all know I like to be specific, mm-hmm. you know, with the etymology of the word. So Reiki being a primordial life force energy means that it was always in existence but Mikhail Usui rediscovered it. Um, and basically the story goes that he underwent this um, metaphysical experience where he had went up to this mountain, just basically seeking enlightenment, just seeking, um, you know, some detachment from the mundane world. And basically while on this experience or on this journey, He had an experience that was just very enlightening where um, it to me, it just sounds like um, he got a download of what Ricky was and was infused with this energy, sort of like what the um, Hindu culture may describe as like a Kundalini awakening. Um, but yeah, I need like a, just to get away, but we'll talk about that with the, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yes. So Reiki, um, but basically like he ended up like training other 
people that became practitioners of Reiki as well. He ended up um, training um, Chuhijiro Hayashi. I, I never know how to pronounce his first name. So forgive me all if I'm butchering it and saying it <laughs> very wrong. But I know his last name. We always call him Mr. Hayashi or like um, Sensei Hayashi. Um, but yeah, he was a Reiki master. And then also... Um, a female, a uh, popular female Reiki master was um, Sensei Takata. And Sensei Takata is the one who basically brought Reiki over to the Western world back in the 1980s. And she initiated like 22 Reiki masters and they're like considered like the grand masters. And so actually Toya and I, our Reiki lineage comes through her. So, um, Reiki, um, the etymology of the word Rei, R-A, I'm sorry, R-E-I, um, mm-hmm. is universal. It means universal in Japanese. And then Ki means life energy, which is similar to um, Qi in Chinese or Prana in um your Hindu Hindu systems. So together, Reiki is the universal life force energy, or it's the energy of the universe. And that's what we mean when we say it's primordial. It's always been here. It always will be here. And like Toya said, basically, energy. that's what I, I called it, the, the Reiki energy, because it's not my energy or your yeah. energy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't belong to you, but you, you have it. Mm-hmm. you know inherently um and it's not a religion so like you don't you don't have to like follow any particular faith or anything to be a reiki practitioner or to practice reiki at all because again it is a spiritual um practice and a healing art that is not tied to any particular um faith or religion mm-hmm. yeah but so yeah i learned about reiki Um, I want to say actually through a podcast, there was a podcast that I was listening to, and this was back in 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. And the podcast I was listening to, I was listening to like this, she was doing a, um, like a, a series on the chakras and Mm -hmm. she herself, the Reiki, I'm sorry, the podcast host was a Reiki master. And so she would often talk about Reiki and I would just kind of be curious, like, what is this that she's talking about? Because I knew (laughs) I was so early in my spiritual journey then, but I knew like it was separate from the chakras. Like, so like just listening to her podcast and I finally like listened to her doing an episode, like just talking about Reiki. And that's what kind of got me interested in it. And so I ended up Googling like Reiki practitioners in Atlanta and that was how I came across um beacons of change and it wasn't called that um when I initially started it was under a different name so my first certification is under the old name and then my last two certifications are under their newer name but it's called beacons of change and the Reiki master there (laughs) is Michal and um she's pretty awesome and so I took my first Reiki class, my first Reiki certification for um, the Shodan level in 2017. Yeah, early 2017. And um, yeah, the oh, Shodan oh, level oh, is... 2017. What'd you say? I said 2017. That was a while ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. But the first one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been quite some time. Basically, yeah, so... The Japanese term for the level one Reiki is Shoden. And the Shoden level basically focuses on getting acquainted with Reiki. Um, you know, you get the history, history behind of it. it. Right. The history of it and uh, Yeah. It means it's, like, um, it's the, learn- the learning teaching. of it. Yes. Yeah. So Shodan means entrance teachings and you you and that's what you're doing. You're learning about the basics of Reiki, the breakdown of it. Um, some practices will take you into the kanji. When I did the Reiki initiations for Toya for Shodan, I went into the breakdown of 
um, the kanji and yeah. how mm-hmm. and kanji the, that means symbols for Japanese. So mm-hmm. um, you also learn about the Reiki precepts, which we call the Gokai. Um, and you really there's a focus on embodying these precepts. Um, and we can share the precepts, Toya, if you want to. I think that's something that is known enough that's not like too sacred <laughs> to share but you want to <laughs> share the reiki precepts all right um so <sighs> the reiki precepts so helpful guys oh my gosh <laughs> yes <laughs> so the first one is just for today so whatever you're going through or experiencing right now it's just for today yes just for today. Yep. <laughs> um, and the next one is do not worry. Mm-hmm. Um, do not anger. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next one is honor one another, your you know, your family, friends, neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one is to live honestly. We we talk about honesty a lot on yes. this podcast. And so yeah. <laughs> um live honestly and also being kind to all things, all living things, being kind to all living things. And so those uh precepts that you take with you every day in order to for me, it helps me have a peaceful day. Yeah. What about you? I know when when something's going on and it's a and then we have that just for today. Yes. It's because like it, just, it just reminds me like just for today. And that's the one that I say the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just for today reminds me that trouble doesn't last always, mm-hmm. you know, or so like if I'm having a bad day, it's like, you know what? This is just for today and tomorrow will be a new day. Um, right. Or. Uh-huh. If I'm having to do something that I really maybe don't care to do, but I need to do, that also is just for today because tomorrow, again, is a new day. So, you know, or maybe you didn't make as much money as you wanted to make today, but it's just for today. Tomorrow can be a new story for you. Or maybe you're not feeling good. That, too, can be just for today. It doesn't have to last always. Um, but also the beautiful and the good things that happen in our lives also can be just for today. So that is why we have to have gratitude and to be thankful for the things that we have, you know, just for today. So that's right. what that one right there is the one that really gets me. Definitely. That's under the honor, honor your family and parents and things like that. That's the gratitude under that. Um, well, I just, I was just saying gratitude as in just for today, because it's on both ends, like Mm -hmm. whether you're having a good day or a bad day, it's just for today. Right. But show gratitude, show gratitude just for today. today. Um, and that's what I, and like, is to what you were saying, whether it's bad or good, if we, it's, it's to me, I look at it as, um, a way of helping to helping me be mindful of my emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when something is happening, whatever it may be, know mm-hmm. that the situation is just temporary. Yep. Not forever. It's not etched in stone. You don't have to um, change everything around for it. It's mm-hmm. just, just for today, don't worry. Just for today, don't be angry. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then the worry and anger ones, they definitely probably speak for themselves a little bit more, but mm-hmm. it's it's exactly that. Like, try not to vibrate in anger. However, if you are angry, it can be just for today. And it's okay to be angry for today. It keeps you, know? you present. It keeps you present, exactly. Mm-hmm. So just for today can be very much, yeah, Toya, like right now or in mm-hmm. this moment. So it allows it, but it also gives you room to end it when needed. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, so maybe I'm not in the best mood. That's okay, because it's just for today. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it allows you to not suppress 
feelings or stop yourself from feeling what you feel. No, feel what you need to feel. But mm-hmm. understand that it's just for today and tomorrow you can work on doing something different. Or maybe you messed up. Like maybe you practice gentle parenting, but you just yelled at your kid or something. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up about it just for today. Right. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. bring it back. Do the best that you can in today's moment. Um, and worry. Worry also the just um, just for today, I will not worry. Um, that also calls you back to the present moment because worrying is where you are either consumed of something from the past or anxious about something from the future. Mm-hmm. That's what worrying is about. So <clears throat> then if you can stay present and just worry about today, today is enough of worrying about itself, then you can be in the present just for today. Right. I will tomorrow not. will take care of tomorrow. Right. It sure will. Tomorrow come with its own sets of issues. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. Um, and then honor your teachers, your parents, your neighbors, and your friends. Um, and that one's a good one because it just shows you to be grateful for these people in the the parts that they play in your life. Mm-hmm. Every single situation or experience that we have is a teacher. Every relationship, all of that, those mm-hmm. are the teachers. And so we need to be grateful to our gurus and our teachers that are teaching us from a mental standpoint. Um, and then our experiences are teaching us. Um, our bad relationships are teaching us. Mm-hmm. Everything is something. We're like, <laughs> even though, though the relationships that you have that you may think is insignificant, um, oh, it's just someone that I just know. Every everything has purpose, purpose. some type of right. And I like to interact and in, in, with people now and just kind of be wondering, like. I wonder what it is or what has brought us together or what am I supposed to take from you and what are you supposed to take from me? Mm -hmm. And once that is done, it is okay to move forward. You don't have to hold on to the relationship forever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why sometimes, you know, it's, um, it can be a little bit difficult. Oh, yeah. Shit, some relationships are just for today. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we try to make them a whole lifetime. Okay. You, know, you got to get what you got. You got you got everything you needed, and it's okay, because tomorrow's a new day, and there'll yep. be something yep. else or someone else. It's exactly. always someone else or something else, if you allow it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, And then you have just for today, live honestly. So, of course, that is being impeccable with your word. That mm-hmm. is being um, having integrity. So doing the right thing, even when somebody is not looking, you know, treat your neighbor how you would treat yourself. If you're doing business with somebody, be have some integrity mm-hmm. in how you operate in your business. The, those, you know, live honestly. I think as adults, we should know <laughs> how to live right. honestly. How to live honestly. 100%. And the last because one, you're being true to you too as well. Oh yeah, that, honestly. When hopefully you're being true to you is a a uh, more enlightened, disciplined version of you at your mm-hmm. more higher self. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. Because the part of being true to you, you got to know your shortcomings. You know, like you mm-hmm. got to know where you a little, you might be weak in some areas. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And the last one is just for today, be kind to all living things. Um, and I really like this one because um, it recognizes what I have loved to call nature, which is Sophia Natura, which is like the divine essence and the intelligence of nature. And it says, it didn't say just for today, be kind to humans. Mm-hmm. It said be kind to all living things. And there is life um, life is in existence in so many more forms than just the human body. Our plants are life forms. Our crystals are life forms. Um, nature, our trees, the grass, the water, you know, um, the sea creatures, animals, you know, all of these are different life forms. And so when it says to be kind, it's to consider that not everybody looks 
um, experiences the world the way that you do. So you should be kind to those things. Um, and I, every time I think about this precept, I always think about like the Disney movie Pocahontas mm-hmm. <laughs> because like she has that connection with nature, you know, her grandmother's spirit, like with the gra- grandmother Willow uh-huh. and everything. And I always think of the, the song um, Colors of the Wind mm-hmm. that she sings because she talks to John Smith about you know, thinking other people are savages or thinking that um, just because somebody sees and experiences the world different from you, that they are somehow of a lower intelligence than you, right. or a lower consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so by being kind to all living things, it reminds us that all life forms are relevant. They're all conscious. And it's not about who has the higher conscious consciousness. It's the fact that we just all have different forms of consciousness that are all equal and are all relevant. Right. And that's what I have to, you know, we kind of talked about that a few, like a week or so ago about it all being equal, just having a different experience. Yes. And um, when I, I have to remind myself of that in some conversations that I've had, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially now being able to um, just hear the person, but see, you don't know what the, where the person's coming from, why they're coming from that place, what they say, or for the upcoming weeks, you never know what someone else is going through. So it's, I remind myself that it's not just you, you know, um, the next person can be going through something. And I think that sometimes when these incidents are happening, I think that in that moment, the people are only thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so everything is, I'm offended by everything or you've offended me. Whereas that per the other person could be going through something is also. So 100%. if we worked on just being kind to, ev- like you said, everything. Yeah. And that's a part of living honestly, because Mm -hmm. if you're going to live honestly, you first need to be honest with yourself about who you are and where you are, you know, have an awareness of thyself, you know, like, where are you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and consider those things before you just project what you're going through onto other people as if they've mm-hmm. done something to you. Mm-hmm. I think that is a part of living honestly um, as well. I find myself <laughs> when it comes to all living things. Now I'm so conscious of it. I went mm-hmm. outside yesterday in my mind, there are these two long, what is daddy long leg spider. Uh-huh. And my mind is like, you're on the porch. I'm going to kill you. Bye. But I didn't. (laughs) I let it be. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Oh, yeah. But it's like, I'm so conscious of it. It's like, what is it doing (laughs) to me? It's just right there. Exactly. It's not approaching me. It's not like, what are you trying to kill it for? Just let it be. And just let it be. I just, that was just not something that I would do. Like, we're not sharing the porch together. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so just, you know, being conscious, like, okay, this is a conscious animal that I'm going to kill. Why? Exactly. <laughs> so, you exactly. know, they, I be talking to them. I be like, listen, <laughs> you cannot be in the house, though. Okay. You don't have to find, you can be in the garage. That's as uh-huh. close as I'm going to let you get. I know it's getting cold outside, you know, Libra season and broad in autumn, but you can go in the garage. That's about as far as you can go. Don't come in here because if you cross this threshold, it's death territory. Okay. <laughs> Listen, speaking of talking to them, the butterfly was outside and it kept like flying towards me. And I was like, hey, hey, now you can come on this porch, but don't touch me now. You can land right there. I'm pointing <laughs> to where you free to land. But yeah. stop trying to land on me. Girl, why just came and just set, like, landed right right in front of the fire pit? I say, oh, oh, you heard me. <laughs> so, yeah, just be kind to the living things. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, as you guys can see, you can get a lot out of the Reiki precepts. And so, yeah, you learn that. You learn how to practice Reiki on yourself as well as on another person, all in the Shodan classes. 
Um, and then you have Reiki level two, which um, which is the second degree of Reiki. And this is called Okuden. Okuden means inner teachings. And so with this level of Reiki, you are introduced to the sacred symbols. So we won't go into the symbols with you guys, but I will say that the inner teachings um, really encourages the student to assess themselves and to really focus on emotional and psychological healing. Um, they really want you to dig deep into your traumas and things that you have experienced that may have contributed to either mental illnesses or just um, not so healthy uh, ways of thinking mm -hmm. and projecting and things like that. So with the Shodan, Shodan level, I'm sorry, the Okudan level, um, you focus on inner teachings. Toya, did you have any, how, how was your Okudan level of training? Um, the Okudan was good. I like the fact that um, you are able to do use distant rake distance rake mm. um, I like the fact that your client or the, they don't have to be there with you mm -hmm. um, or your friends or whomever you you know you find out if it's okay first yeah <laughs> if you are able to um, perform Reiki on them you can help them from far away um, I definitely like that aspect of it. And I also like the psychological part of um, the psychological healing of it, mm -hmm. <clears throat> of um, Reiki, uh, too. I do definitely like that deep inner healing. Mm -hmm. um, to me, it kind of, because to me, when you're thinking deep healing, I'm always thinking subconsciously, because mm -hmm. a lot of times we pack that stuff away when it's so deep. Yeah, um, we'll pack it away subconsciously. We don't even understand that it's there. And that's the beauty of Reiki. Yeah, that it knows the intelligence of Reiki knows where to go, what to do. You mm -hmm. you really don't have to share um, yep. specifics of what's wrong when you're talking to your uh, practitioner. Because Correct. Reiki's going to go where it needs to go to heal, with, begin healing what it needs to heal. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, the Okudem level is very it's very sacred but the level three okay so the third <laughs> degree of reiki is called shinpaiden your shinpaiden level and shinpaiden means mystery teachings and guys this is the most <laughs> spiritual of the three levels and just let me tell you the work <laughs> that you do in okuden is going to prepare you for shinpaiden Mm -hmm. Um and in Shinpaiden, that is where you are given the fourth symbol, which is the master symbol, and that is where you get your strongest connection with what we call Dai Reiki, which is great Reiki. And it is <laughs> beyond my greatest experience. I got my Reiki master certification in 2018. I think Okuden I got at the end of 2017. So mm -hmm. Shodan and Okuden I did do in the same year. It was like six months and six months as far as sitting with the energies. But um, my Shinpaiden I got in October of 2018. So mm -hmm. I sat with it. And plus I had to save up the money because goodness gracious. The, <laughs> the raise you for that is very expensive. Raise you, it means attunement. So the it's the initiation process for it. And some practices will break down the Shinpaiden level. They will do like um they will do like a sensei kaku, which is like an a, an assistant version where you are a Reiki master, but you can only attune um Shodan level students. And then you have like the master um, level of being a Shinpaiden. And that's where you can attune all levels. But they don't even really have a word for master in the Japanese um, language. And that's because, you know, in the West, like to say that you've mastered something is almost like you've reached a plateau of the highest level, like the glass ceiling. Whereas 
in the Japanese culture, they want you to continue evolving. They want you to continue your learning. But for translation purposes, basically, um, sensei or Reiki master is how we call it over here. But really, it's more of just a Reiki teacher. You become a teacher of Reiki because not only are you attuned to teaching it, but you are also living it and embodying it at this point. And Toya recently got her Shinpaiden level um, Reju about two weeks ago, a week or two ago. Listen, the energy. Mm, mm, mm. It was so special. It was special, <laughs> but it felt, listen, the whole time I could feel this energy flowing through my body. It was just. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> It was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful ceremony. I really enjoyed doing it, really, it. Really, really good. It was great. It was great. I must say, it really was. It was very sacred, very intimate, and special. The way that I feel a Shinpaiden Reiju should be. Um, but you guys, mm-hmm. Reiki is awesome. If you guys are interested in Reiki, like I said, if you're in Atlanta, I... Um, Toya and I, our lineage is through Michal over at the Beacons of Change. Um, And she has Facebook groups and um, like Reiki circles that she hosts to, you know, help keep your Reiki flowing because it does get to a point with Reiki where once you have the knowledge part of it, you have to just experience it. Um, You just have to work with the energy and really develop your hara and your tendon. And you can do it on yourself. You're doing the Reiki on yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You learn how to do it on yourself in the Shodan level. So, yeah, you it's 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 a beautiful healing art. And as with most things, you know, consistency is key and it works first on a spiritual and psychological level and they teach you that in the reiki class so you know some people do have um relief from like pain or certain symptoms immediately whereas others it may take a little bit of time but with reiki energy you just have to be in the headspace to sit with it because the fact that it is healing means that it's going to bring to the surface the root causes and the root mm-hmm. issues that have contributed to your diseases or your ailments. Um, right. So you have to listen. You have to get into a place, a quiet place to listen, to hear, and see mm-hmm. what's, what your body's telling you. Mm-hmm. See what your intuition is saying. <clears throat> Definitely. And Toya and I recently had a cap experience and I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to speed it up a little bit so we can get to everything we may have to do um talk about the course in another episode <laughs> but um <laughs> we had um oh gosh on September 13th so about three weeks ago Toya and I had uh-huh. this cap session and cap stands for kundalini activation process and basically it's a energetic touch um modality but you do it uh, similar to reiki it does not have to be in person and it's interesting how like Mm -hmm. cap is like reiki on steroids like super saiyan level Mm -hmm. (laughs) reiki but she our reiki practice i mean our our cat practitioner did mention that because we are already attuned to reiki she mentioned that we might have a more intense experience Mm -hmm. which was cool but Toya was the one that introduced me to CAP. So, Toya, do you want to talk about how you found it and all that? Well, um, I've always I've been looking into what well, I do a lot of um, breathing, breath work, meditation um, with the chi energy and. Um, under, you know, and it's all that life force energy that, that I've been learning about. And so that's when I kind of look more into the Kundalini energy and, um, so, oh, I'm sorry. So then, yeah, so I started to look more into the, um, Kundalini energies. And so 
the kundalini kundalini is it's a life force energy mm -hmm. and it's a it's a major source it's an internal power within you yeah and so and it's feminine is, energy right and it's considered to be feminine energy yep. <laughs> that sits <laughs> the base of the spine like it sits at the root chakra mm -hmm. and like it's your consciousness basically that's yes. sitting down in there in your and it lies chakra. dormant right and it lies dormant and mm -hmm. so you all so the things that you need that like you you want to the things that you think you already know when you have that awakening that's when you really become come into a knowing yeah um it's like your conscious is woke actually um and so that's so i wanted to have that experience because i wanted to um more get more so into who i am from the beginning um just learning me who am i the things that i um think i already know i just want to have a better understanding of it and, and you so felt like the kundal the kundalini awakening would help answer some of that for you um well yeah it's considered to kind of give you open your eyes to a lot of things within yourself. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. It it and then because it uh the energy, you know, removes the blockage and it helps you to it opens all your chakras and it's stated that the things that you may think you remember or that you can visualize or anything that you've you've um you thought you knew you knew it but then now it's more intense of your knowing it's more intense okay that energy begins to to flow so you were looking for that i was i was looking for that i wanted um i i was looking for that just for one i wanted to actually have like I said that beginning that more more of that connection with my um higher consciousness okay and so that's how I got to it so um, how did you end up finding the YouTube video that you ended up actually me? that the video I I found was just a random video because I was trying to decide if I was going to meditate on my own or was I going to do a guided meditation okay <laughs> And so um, I was, I sat there and I was looking and a lot of the things, like I said, I look at uh, the chi energy and I felt like I wanted to do some sort of breath work that day. Um, and so I was just looking at different things. And so this video popped up and when I saw the video and I saw, you can actually like see the energy <laughs> just see how these um people are reacting responding to this energy and so i'm like that's wow like that's it guys the video that she sent me it. was wild <laughs> <laughs> the video so she sent me um a youtube video and basically the video was um a documented video um, by a like a vlogger and he was documenting this like three-day weekend cap experience in LA and um, the creator of cap is this guy his name is Bennett Wong and so Bennett is like interviewing with the vlogger or whatever about what cap is and then they start showing the footage of him actually like doing a cap session on like these group of people and guys mm -hmm. like first of all like to first like when you first look at it it looks like some sort of demon possession <laughs> that's like taking place right because see they'll say that the kundalini awakening and a spiritual awakening yes yes is like especially if you grew up in church guys if y'all saw this video you might feel a little bit taken aback like you might be a little triggered because it looks like what they uh -huh. show you on 
entertainment like on on media outlets of what like a possession or something like if you mm -hmm. watch horror movies and stuff it, it probably is gonna remind you of that but you know Hollywood demonizes everything that you really actually need okay but <laughs> so when I watched the video I was amazed like at how people's physical bodies were responding and you could tell based on the movements that they were involuntary movements and so my logical behind you know I'm like oh, I gotta find this person and there was there was actually a lady in the video which we later realized and found out her name was Kimberly James but she was interviewed as a part of the document documentary thing that he was doing and she was a person of color which is what stood out to for me so it was like, okay, you know, I'm used to seeing, you know, no offense, but non-people of color at spiritual events like this, you know, all the time. But to see a person of color to be able to be included in an experience like this was different for me. And I was like, okay. So I went to go look for CAP facilitators in Atlanta. And when I went to look, there were two that were listed for Atlanta and y'all believe it or not one of the facilitators was the same lady <laughs> from the documentary and so I hurried up I shot a text to Toy, and I was like uh -huh. you would not believe this wow. I How said that <laughs> and we were thinking like okay this experience had to be huge for her for her to go on and become a practitioner herself like so that's like, that got us into it a little bit more. So we went to her website, guys, and her website is greengoddesswellbeing.com, okay? Mm -hmm. Green, like the color green, goddesswellbeing.com. Now, when we went to her site, initially disappointed, because <laughs> y'all, she done moved to Costa Rica, okay? She is not in Atlanta <laughs> anymore. But again, CAP does not have to be in person. So we still contacted her. Um, and Toya did all the contacting and she set us up an appointment and we were able to do our cap experience together at her home. And it was awesome. Kimberly was awesome. Mm -hmm. She explained things. She, um, she, um, hosts retreats in Ecuador Mm -hmm. And um, the one she does in Ecuador actually has like plant medicine included. So it's um, like one day, I think, of San Pedro and then like three or four days of ayahuasca. And yeah, she was just really was she was awesome. Mm -hmm. And guys, you know, you can um, a Kundalini awakening is it's a spiritual awakening, but you can have a spiritual awakening, but not have a Kundalini awakening. Mm. so they don't so it's a little different yeah so because can, the kundalini is that specific, that specific female mm -hmm. i mean not female feminine, feminine divine feminine energy that gets activated that's different from just a spiritual experience mm -hmm. because we're spiritual beings so we're going to have spiritual experience right mm -hmm. but the kundalini awakening is literally an energy that flows up through the um, energetic chakras and hits the crown, which is the seat of God, basically the seat of source and consciousness. So there is a different type of activation that happens with that. Um, and there are two, oh my gosh, I cannot think of off the top of my head, the scientific terms, but like, when you guys read like in the Bible where it talks about um, the land of milk and honey, that is symbolic to the Kundalini um, experience, the milk and the honey, because there are two substances that the body excretes or releases that actually travels up the spine. And mm -hmm. so like it's 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 an actual thing. And I'm trying to. Oh, my gosh. I know exactly. I'm trying to remember. Oh my gosh! And it's like, oh, and it's like it's basically like like a, a whole DMT experience. But oh my gosh, it's me trying to think of what is the substance. Um, oh my gosh, mercury retrograde. 
Okay, well, if I think of it, I might mention it in another episode because I cannot think of it right now. But oh, it's guys, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. The cap experience is great. Definitely do your research first. If you can't do it, don't eat. Well, it's not recommended that you try to do it on your own. Oh no. Um on the web. Uh oh. Now, is that my watch talking? It must be. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Thank you, Siri. Goodness gracious. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's, um, oh my gosh, I'm getting so frustrated that I cannot think of these two substances right now. Oh, come to me, come to me. What is it? What is it, Toya? What is it? I'm trying. I'm mean, like, what are you? What are you saying that you're talking about the substance inside that comes up your spine? Yes. In the Bible? No. The well, not the b biblical term. The scientific Wait. term. Oh, oh, okay, okay. There's okay. two. Oh my gosh! And I cannot even right now. Like it's the fact that I cannot think about it. <laughs> Girl, it's the fact that we can't find it. Girl. I cannot even think of it right now. And I'm feeling a whole way. Hmm. <gasps> but it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to have to be all right. And <laughs> if I find it, guys, I will definitely talk about it. Um, or I'll mention it in the next episode if I can find it. But it is it is related to DMT. It's just that it was too particular oh, that I just cannot. But it's okay. At the end of the day, you guys were introduced to Reiki. So now you have an understanding of what Reiki is all about, as well as the Kundalini activation process, um, better known as CAP. And we will get into talking about my energy healing course and as a part two um, to this we'll, episode. And we'll go back. We'll finish. We'll um, revisit the Kundalini activation and then yeah. on that next on the next session. And then we'll talk about your course. Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Beyond Your Release podcast. Please share and like and subscribe to help us get out there so that people can have access to our way of living our dharmas in the world. Um, definitely check us out on Instagram at beyond underscore your underscore beliefs. And you can always shoot us an email at gobeyondyourbeliefs at gmail.com if you have any episode recommendations or topics or if you just have any feedback and if you like what you are hearing and you're enjoying mm -hmm. the podcast, please leave us a review. That helps yes, us to be seen. Let us know what you think. Definitely. And I think that's it. That's it for today. All right, guys. Today. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode. All right. Later. Bye.